You're listening to DraftKings Network. It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now! On the Fantasy Feast Eaten Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby. This is the Fantasy Feast Eaten Podcast, and it is presented by DraftKings. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, and you know this, man. Thank goodness I was blessed enough to play in the NFL because I wouldn't have the media gigs. I wouldn't have the podcast network without it. I mean, maybe I would, but nobody would really care, right? That's kind of my uh, credibility. You can check me out on social media, at Ross Tucker NFL. Of course, you can check out the network on social, at Ross Tucker Pod. Always encourage you to do so, because that's where we post the best highlight clips of all these shows, right? Emory Hunt's breakdown of the top college quarterbacks this week on the College Draft Podcast. Steve Fezzik with unbelievable info and intel on the edge that sickscore.com, the website by former Chargers team doctor, Dr. Chow, has put out there. Unbelievable to see the success people are having just betting based on Dr. Chow's injury information. That is an edge right now on the Even Money podcast. I thought today was interesting. Ross Tucker football podcast. Not only is there a lot of stuff from the Combine to talk about, but also we needed to talk about National Rugby League. I love talking about other codes, as they call it, in Australia. Tomorrow, Greg Cosell, for the first time on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast for this year, we're going to dive into the quarterbacks. Can't wait to hear what he says about Jaden Daniels and Drake May and, of course, Caleb Williams. Nobody better than the civilian goat. You know how much I love the show, primarily because I love Joe Dolan. Just let me, I don't even know how old Joe is, and maybe he's been doing this too long for me to say future star, but I don't think there's anybody in fantasy football who has a better combination of personality slash delivery, the way they deliver their content, but also the insight, and the information. Now, let's be honest. Joe steals the information from his cohorts at FantasyPoints.com where you should use the code 24FEAST. And you should follow Joe, by the way. He's the fantasy gangster, at FG underscore Dolan. That's okay. We all get our information from somewhere, Joe. And you have a huge company, or at least a bunch of people working for you, that are in every aspect of football. And if they come up with Really good information for fantasypoints.com, and you share it on the podcast. I'm not mad at you. Yeah, well, I appreciate that, Ross. We don't have a, and that's, that, that, that might be the illusion. We don't have a big company at fantasypoints.com. We're, we're, we're self-serving. We're self-sufficient. We have, a, we have a small team of guys who are just pretty darn passionate about what we do. But, uh, you know, with Fantasy Points data, we kind of serve everything, uh, all of our content. And you are damn right, Ross. A lot of this information on this on this show, I steal from the people who, from my colleagues who have done the research. I try to shout them out as much as possible. Um, if we're talking coaching changes on this show, which we will be doing, our guy Tom Brawley has done dug through um, 
a lot of the fantasy points data to 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 come up with you know kind of a an upgrade a downgrade kind of list here for uh, for what we're doing here at fantasy points or on the fantasy feast podcast talking coaching changes and and um he's got a couple articles up there about that and and we'll be discussing that on today's program listen joe everybody has people that help them and then they use mm. them to try to make themselves look better. That's the American way. Why do you think I have Jack as my producer? That is the true American way is have other people doing the hard work, the stuff that Jack's like a ninja with all of our clips, everything behind the scenes, making me look good. I wouldn't look nearly this good or sound this good if it wasn't for Jack. So that's the real American way, Joe. Okay. Trying to get ahead on the backs of others like you do at fantasy points. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, but no, they've got uh, unbelievable Brawley and Scott and uh, all the guys, uh, Brett. I mean, they've got an unbelievable crew. It's fantasypoints.com. If you sign up to get the intel, and you should, just use that code 24FEAST. Okay, last week, Jack, uh, Joe, really the last couple weeks, we went over Greg Roman and Ryan Grubb and Zach Robinson, Dave Canales, Shane Waldron, Luke Getze, Alex Van Pelt, Clint Kubiak. We have several more coordinators and I would argue three of the biggest name coordinators that we need to get to today and then we'll also talk a little bit about the combine there have been some comments made that I'm reading the tea leaves I talked about that on today's Ross Tucker football podcast we've gotten guys like Johnu Smith released and maybe we should start there Joe yeah Johnu Smith released got released and you basically Stole my tweet, okay? <laughs> I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. He's at FG underscore Dolan. I was going to say, next stop, Pittsburgh. Joe did it in a much more creative way in which he said something like, if you like fries on your sandwich, and if you like to remove the, the what was it, Joe? So uh, I said, Janu, do you like French fries on your sandwich and dropping the verb to be? Um, which was which was um, my way of asking if he is going to find his way to Pittsburgh. Of course, Permani Brothers. Now, I am a southeastern Pennsylvania man, Ross. I um, I'm from the Lehigh Valley. Um, I I lived in 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 Philadelphia for a good number of years, and then of course lived down the Jersey Shore for for a while as well. So I've spent most of my life in southeastern Pennsylvania. I do not discriminate. Uh, I like a good Permani Brothers sandwich. Don't get me wrong. So, the, uh, so I don't want Brawley coming after me saying here, oh, geez, yeah, you got, you're, you're knocking Permani's. No, I'm not knocking Permani's. I like Permani Brothers, and I don't know if Johnny Smith likes Permani Brothers or dropping the verb to be. And what I mean by that is, if you have any Yinzers in your life, Ross, I'm sure you have Yinzers in your life, they will say, instead of, my car needs to be washed, they will say, my car needs washed. And, and then they're gonna go. Then they're gonna go. They're gonna go downtown and wash down with some irons. And and we'll see if Johnny Smith is washing down his next contract, celebrating his next contract with some irons. Because um, uh, you would think Pittsburgh is an opportunity for for Johnny Smith here now that uh, now that uh, Arthur Smith is the offensive coordinator in Pittsburgh. Well, it probably makes sense, right? Just with Friar Moose like concussion history, they do have Darnell Washington. They do have Cam Hayward's brother. John New Smith's kind of like a souped-up version yeah. of Hayward, you know? Yeah, so, um, and the the thing about the Steelers is, and this is what's going to happen, we're going to figure it out this offseason. Who's playing quarterback there? 
The Steelers last season with Kenny Pickett and Mason Rudolph were 31st in pass rate over expectation per fantasy points data ahead of only one team. Arthur Smith's Atlanta Falcons, who were at minus 5.5%, which meant they were actually through the ball, I don't want to say double the rate, but like they were at minus 11.2% in 2022. Arthur Smith loves running the football, and the Steelers are going to want to play big, dumb Steelers football this year with Arthur Smith at, at offensive coordinator. And I know, look, I know we, we yell about Arthur Smith, and misuse of Bijan Robinson and misuse of Kyle Pitts and misuse of Drake London. But I will say this. I actually think he's a pretty good play, play designer. And I think his run game is creatively designed. And I think that's good news for Najee Harris and Jalen Warren. But the question now becomes, who is throwing the ball? And obviously, the one who's throwing the ball in this offense is going to be throwing it uh, less than uh, most quarterbacks in the NFL. And look, I've postulated here, like Ryan Tannehill's the easy connection, right? Arthur Smith coached Ryan Tannehill. If they, if they want to give Kenny Pickett another chance to prove that he can be the starting quarterback, Ryan Tannehill would be a decent option for the Pittsburgh Steelers because Ryan Tannehill can come in, you know, maybe be the the, the designated starter at the beginning of the year, but he's, he's older. We know he's not going to be around for much longer. So then maybe they give Kenny Pickett another shot. If they want to shoot for the moon, Justin Fields could be available. And I, Ross, you said you're going to make uh, – you were reading some tea leaves. I wonder if you were reading some tea leaves into uh, what, what Ryan Poles was saying uh, regarding Justin Fields. I think Justin Fields in Pittsburgh could be really interesting because we know Arthur Smith's going to run the football. We know Mike Tomlin's going to run the football. So I think Justin Fields could be an interesting option there. Um, but if you have Deontay Johnson and George Pickens, uh, not so sure the Arthur Smith hire is going to work out in a big way here for the Pittsburgh Steelers, depending on who is the quarterback. Man, I got a lot of follow-ups there. First of all, big, dumb Steelers football. Hilarious. Uh, by the um, way, uh, you talked about stealing stuff from people. I have adapted that from Spencer Hall, EDSBS on, on, on Twitter, who I think he referred to, I, I believe he used to call that about Will Muschamp, big, dumb Will Muschamp football. I've adapted that for the Steelers. Uh, okay, I like that. I also like, um, you know, yes, Ryan Poles said at least two times, maybe three times, that if they trade Justin Wright, uh, Justin Fields, they want to do right by him. Yeah. What that means in my mind is before free agency, which makes sense, right? Because these teams that need a quarterback, maybe it's Pittsburgh, maybe Atlanta, they want to know what they're going to do at quarterback before free agency starts. I think that Poles is going to draft a quarterback number one. I think he's going to move on from Fields. I don't think you say that two or three times if you're keeping Justin Fields, right? Yeah. But I also know he sees his best wide receiver, DJ Moore, saying that Justin Fields is better than these guys. And so Poles knows he's got kind of a sensitive situation going there. So he wants to make sure that the current players on the Bears know, hey, if anything happens here, you know, um, we, we're hearing you guys loud and clear. We want to do right by Justin. I do think the one follow-up I had for you, Joe, why would you say – that the Arthur Smith stuff is good for Najee Harris. You didn't even mention Jalen Warren, unless no, I didn't I, hear I, you. I, I said, like, for instance, I don't see. Here's why I, I view it as good for these guys um, when it comes to, to Najee Harris and Jalen Warren. First and foremost, I don't 
these guys are let me let me phrase this correctly i think Najee harris and jalen warren have a different enough skill set that Arthur Smith is going to differentiate between them much more so than he did Bijan Robinson and Tyler Algier, who were both kind of bigger running backs. I think Najee Harris is going to be his bruiser. I think Jalen Warren, you know, can come in here, a little third down, stuff like that. I think he's going to differentiate a little bit better as opposed to, well, this is Bijan series or this is Tyler Algier series. So maybe I'm a little optimistic there. On the other hand, I don't think the expectations for Najee Harris are going to be as high as they were for B. John Robinson. Najee Harris, yes, he was a first-round pick, but at this stage of his career, I think everybody knows what Najee Harris is. He's a really good running back. Maybe he shouldn't have been a first-round pick in the NFL draft. Maybe he's been a little bit underwhelming for fantasy in his career thus far, but he can run angry. We saw it at the end of the year. He had a nice season. Uh, in Pittsburgh, and I think he's going to be one of those guys, depending on where things land, maybe Pittsburgh adds a back this offseason, I don't expect they will, but can go in like the third round range, and I think Arthur Smith's offense will be good for somebody like Najee Harris. Um, I, I think it's a well-designed run game. I hope the offensive line improves a little bit, but we know they're going to run the football, and I think that's going to be good news for Najee Harris because he and Jalen Warren are different kind of football players, maybe a little bit less similar than Bijan and Tyler Algier. Whether you're hosting game day or movie night, Joe, DiGiorno knows that planning a watch party on a budget isn't easy. You need the perfect setting, the perfect squad, perfect eats. Luckily, you're a game-time mastermind, and you know that grabbing DiGiorno classic crust pizza can bring home a dub because it's packed with half a pound of cheese sauce. Other toppings comes at an incredible price. Make the game-winning call. Grab a DiGiorno classic crust pizza from the grocery store today. It's not delivery. It's DiGiorno. Watch it, wash it down with my faves. Those are Labatt Blue Light with your friends. Live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. Joe, we venture to the other side of the state. The Eagles brought in Kellen Moore as their offensive coordinator. What do we need to know? What are you thinking about more for a team whose offensive skill guys, I think we kind of know who they're going to be. Yeah, they're really good. And I, I, I don't know what's going on in the Philly sports media um, market. Like, they're, they're, I think they were kind of like inventing that A.J. Brown wants out. Uh, that is clearly not the case, or at least it would be surprising if it were, were to be the case. But we know what happened with Philadelphia. They were went to the Super Bowl, started 10-1, and one, hit a rough stretch of their schedule, and then everything collapsed. And that suggested that there was some leadership problems, whether from the coaching staff, injury problems we know they had. It just all collapsed on the Eagles. But it was, while I think they collapsed far more spectacularly than anybody anticipated, there were folks who were kind of just saying, hey, look, guys. This isn't the same Eagles team as the year before. And Eagle fans who are very uh, keen to this basically realize it felt like their offense was pulling teeth. And they were successful because they're so talented. Because they have A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. And Dallas Goddard, who obviously had some injury problems. And DeAndre Swift, who had a 1,000-yard season. And Jalen Hurts. And they have that great offensive line. But why should it look difficult when you have those guys? The Eagles ranked dead last in under center snaps last year, 7.1%. And you would assume the vast majority of those were the tush push, the quarterback sneak. And they were dead last in pre-snap motion per T Tim McManus from ESPN. 
That is wild. The Chargers, meanwhile, were 8th in pre-snap motion at 26% and 7th in under center snaps. Now, I expect there's going to be some marriage here, but um, I know the under center play action game is still a cheat code. It's still a, a help for a quarterback. I would expect to see a little bit more of that for, for Jalen Hurts. I would expect to see more pre-snap motion. I Like, Ross, you played in the league. Now, you're an offensive lineman, so you're not going into pre-snap motion a whole lot. But I have a question for you. Why would you willingly use pre-snap motion at a rate so far below the rest of the league? I don't understand that as somebody who observes the game. I just don't get it. It it helps you deduce what coverage the defense is in. It puts a playmaker on the move, maybe gets him a favorable matchup. I want you to tell me, why would a team run pre-snap motion like only 10% of the time? Uh, a few different reasons. Number one, if you like to do hurry up, right? If, mm-hmm. if, if tempo is your thing and you like to go at a fast tempo, you can't really run motion. That's number one. Number two, I guess essentially if you run motion, does it tell you something about the defense? Yes, but it also can change the assignments and change the picture for the offense. Yeah. Whereas if you just line up in it, you know what your assignment is and you go, you don't need to be thinking or changing it because the motion might change things. And then lastly, I guess I would say, Joe, because you don't think you need to, right? Like if you think you're a very talented offense Mm -hmm. and you're running a lot of RPOs and you think that you're just that good, you don't really need to get those pre-snap clues as to what the defense is doing because you think you know what the defense is doing and you think we're going to run our plays and we're going to have success with our plays like they did the year before. Yeah. Um, well, I, that's I think the answer, that, by the way. Yeah, and, and I, I love that you gave the, those answers because I would, th- I would think those who observe the Eagles this year would say the, the, the last of the three things you said was why they did, they, they did it. They basically they promoted Brian Johnson after they lost Shane Steichen. They're just well, we're gonna just gonna run what we ran because we were so damn good at it. And I, I think hubris in the NFL can knock you down a peg really quickly. And that's what happened to the Eagles. And now they have new coordinators on both sides of the football. But let's let's look at what Jalen Hurts does. The one thing I do know about Jalen Hurts is he throws a pretty damn good deep ball. Justin Herbert with Kellen Moore calling plays. One thing did happen. Now of course. When you're looking at the Charger offense, you have to you have to take things with a grain of salt because all of their top skill players, Herbert included, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, and Austin Eckler dealt with injuries. So you had across the board an offense that dealt with a lot of injuries. Um, Justin Herbert's average depth of target went from 6.7 to 8.1 in 2022 to 2023. His deep throw rate went from 8.9% to 11.6% uh, in 2023. His checkdown rate fell. The Eagles are going to throw the ball down the foot down the field with Jalen Hurts. But the key here is with 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 um with uh, Kellen Moore, an offensive coordinator, can the Eagles do more on the intermediate? and middle of the field because it seemed like everything last year for them was a nine ball, a seven ball, or a wide receiver screen. There was like nothing in between. It's going to be up to Kellen Moore to get A.J. Brown those quick slants. 
get Dallas Goddard a little dig across the middle. Maybe run an arrow. I don't know who's going to play running back for the Eagles um, because DeAndre Swift's a free agent. Maybe they sign somebody. Maybe they draft somebody. Get a guy on an arrow route, you know, not just check downs and little bubble screens. Do some creative things. And I think that's why they hired Kellen Moore to try to unlock some of those things. The Eagles were playing on hard mode. They were ignoring certain areas of the field. It is up to Kellen Moore to make sure they're not doing that this year. What about in Washington, which I think is fascinating, Joe, where Cliff Kingsbury sounded like he was going to the Raiders. We all thought he was going to the Raiders. Next thing we know, instead, he's in Washington. He chooses to go there. Your thoughts on on Kingsbury in Washington? Um, I thought it was interesting that the Eagles were – reportedly interviewing and were interested in Kingsbury because I would have thought that uh, the Eagle fans would have been disappointed in that because of how kind of similar what Kingsbury did was to what Brian Johnson ran last year. You know, all these quick bubble screens and five wide and constant shotgun. And I think that might've been more of the same for, for Philadelphia, but with the commanders, it is going to be interesting. Obviously when Cliff Kingsbury was hired, the, the Cardinals had just drafted Josh Rosen, and he had a disastrous rookie season. And they ended up with the number one overall pick in the draft. They tra- they drafted Kyler Murray. What do the commanders have? They have the number two pick in the draft this year. So they're going to have the pick of the rest after the Bears. And I, I my prediction is the Bears are going to draft quarterback, but uh, we'll see if that changes in the next 10 days. Um, Kyler Murray was the first overall pick um, in Kingsbury's first season. In Kingsbury's four seasons in the desert, Kyler Murray was a top 12 fantasy quarterback in each of those. Now, that, of course, includes the fact that Kyler Murray is hypermobile. Now, it looks like if they are drafting one of these top three quarterbacks, the consensus top three are Caleb Williams, Drake May, and Jalen Daniels. So, um... It looks like the one, each of those three, maybe May the least of which, but all three of them are mobile. Um, certainly, certainly Williams and Daniels are 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 hyper mobile. If one of those guys ends up in Washington, I think it's going to be a very popular fantasy pick because, in theory, you've got pretty good weapons. I know Jahan Dotson's been a little disappointing through two seasons. Terry McLaurin's a good weapon though. Um, so you've got the foundation for Washington to score a few points. You know, you got running game with, with, with Brian Robinson back there. Antonio Gibson's a free agent, but, um, Kingsbury has coached some very successful quarterbacks. Of course he's made fun of significantly because he had losing seasons with Patrick Mahomes at Texas tech and, and in large part because their defenses were terrible. Well, it's the job of the head coach in Washington that being Dan Quinn, to make sure the defense isn't terrible. Let Cliff run the offense. Um, But this is an opportunity for fantasy across the board. The Cardinals finished inside the top eight in plays per game by averaging 65-plus plays in Kingsbury's last three years in Arizona. So they ran at a high pace. They ran a lot of plays. There's going to be a lot of opportunities here for the rookie quarterback in Washington to to get the ball to these skill position players. Going to be interesting to see how the commanders build their offense this offseason. What about, Joe, we got about a minute and a half left, Liam Cohen in Tampa. I think we're all expecting Baker Mayfield to be back there. We're waiting to hear what Mike Evans does. I still think he'll be back as well. 
But Liam Cohen's a little bit unique, has not called plays in the NFL. So he hasn't called plays in the NFL, but he's he's from Sean McVay, and we know Sean McVay likes his bell cow backs. Last year in Kentucky, um, he called the plays, did Liam Cohen, and Ray Davis, uh, who's going to be one of the top running backs in this year's draft class, worked as a bell cow back in Cohen's offense in Kentucky. He had 199 carries, which was 15.3 per game, and 33 receptions out of the backfield, which is 2.5 per game. He had basically he had 75% of the backfield carries and 66% of the backfield receptions. So if you can compare apples to oranges, NFL to college, that sounds like good news for to uh for Rashad White to me. And of, of course, we don't know necessarily. We expect Baker Mayfield back, but we don't necessarily know if Mike Evans is going to be back in that Tampa offense. But good news for Rashad White. Really good news, you would think, for Rashad White. I don't know. What we'll take from the combine, Joe, it'll be interesting. The top quarterbacks aren't really throwing. The top two wide receivers aren't really participating. So uh, I look at it as an opportunity, an opportunity for the second-tier quarterbacks to show something, an opportunity for the next group of wide receivers to show something because there's a lot of good ones in this draft. Joe's a good one. Please check him out on social media at FG underscore Dolan. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. I'm stuffed. We're done. Thanks for tuning in to Fantasy Feast. Make sure to also check out the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Even Money, and College Draft, all on the DraftKings Network, YouTube, or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform. (laughs) 